Dunlop, founder of Teen Brain Trust and one of the hosts of Hope Punk Parenting Podcast. This is a short-form podcast for anyone raising a teenager. Teen Brain Trust brings together a community of mental health experts, neuroscientists, educators, and parents like me in short-form audio to demystify adolescence, help you build a better relationship with your teenager, and help raise the next generation of change makers. In this episode, I'll dive into how modern media is taking a toll on teen mental health and what we as parents can do to help our teens cope. Let's face it, the times that we live in are difficult and scary. With a pandemic, war, and political chaos, it can feel like the end of the world is upon us. But global catastrophe is nothing new. What's new is our constant, immediate, ever-pervading access to media. Thanks to the content we're exposed to every day online, none of us can feign ignorance about the crises and injustices taking place in the world. And we can't really live without our phones. At least I can't. A recent study published in November 2021 found that exposure to disaster-related media predicted heightened emotional distress and post-traumatic stress responses, particularly in kids and teens with low emotional regulation. In fact, among kids who were not personally impacted by a given catastrophe, the primary predictor of whether or not they'd experience a post-traumatic response was how much media they consumed related to that disaster. In other words, kids living through a hurricane, as long as they didn't suffer personally, could be less traumatized by that hurricane than kids living thousands of miles away, depending on how much they read the news. What this means is that kids can form traumatic memories of catastrophic events even when they are not directly impacted. With the rise in 24-7 news coverage, our kids are being exposed to constant horror stories of what's going on in the world, and it is having serious consequences on their mental health and well-being. This is scary to hear, especially as we're all very aware of the mental health crisis affecting our teens. By the way, I just did a four-part series on the teen mental health crisis with one of our expert board members, Dr. Dana Dorfman. Check out that series if you'd like some more tips on how to support your teen's mental health. Returning to our media conversation, being able to identify factors that are contributing to the mental health crisis like disaster-related media gives us practical things to focus on that can help our teens cope in healthy ways. So what can we do about it? How can we help our kids deal with disaster-related media, preserve their mental well-being, and keep them engaged and informed about the world? Let's talk about five practical tips for us parents to help soothe our teens' media-related anxiety. First, ask open-ended questions. Open-ended questions are always an important tactic to deploy when supporting teens. These types of questions are especially important when our goal is to help teens process complicated thoughts and feelings. When our teens are wrestling with the disaster of the day, often they don't have the language to talk about what they're experiencing. By asking them questions, we provide an outlet for them to express and explore their thoughts and feelings on the story. For example, every kid in the U.S. right now is dealing with the fallout from the recent shooting in Texas. This is a really, really, really hard conversation for anyone to have, but it is specifically anxiety-producing for kids who need to go to school every day. If it hasn't come up in the house yet, it can be really helpful to just ask basic questions like, what do you think about this? Or how do you feel about that? And then just listen. 
Give them space to say whatever they have to say about it. Letting them get their thoughts and feelings out in the open can provide a lot of benefits. Depending on the dynamic with your teen, it may be easier to start these conversations when they have friends over. The reality is our teens are far more likely to want to talk to their friends about their feelings than their parents. But most adolescents don't have the tools to start these conversations. So we can jumpstart these conversations when their friends are over. In a weird way, when I do this, it's almost like my boys forget I'm there. I can be a bystander in the background, ask a question, and then all of a sudden my boys and their friends are having a free-flowing conversation. The truth is, our teens are still developing the ability to regulate their emotions and their thoughts. By asking them questions and prompting them to have conversations about these topics, we're giving them the space to process thoughts and feelings they might otherwise keep bottled up. Another tactic is to immerse ourselves in their media landscape with a curious outlook and without judgment. Get curious about the media that your teen is consuming. Ask them what channels they follow. Ask them what they think about the information they're receiving. It will be difficult for us to support their relationship with media if we don't know what information they're receiving. This could look like us following the same accounts that they follow or watching TikTok or YouTube videos with them. If they're passionate about a particular media figure or personality, ask them why they feel so connected to this personality and what drives them to subscribe to these channels. Parents often eye-roll our teens' influencer obsessions, treating it as silly or fleeting hysteria. I am very guilty of this too. Don't get me started on my kids watching YouTubers playing the exact same video games that they play. And they watch them for hours to get tricks on how to play the game, or I don't really even know why they watch them. So I'm not saying this is easy. And maybe pick and choose what parts of your kid's media landscape to pay attention to. I may have a hard time with the YouTube gamers, but I can definitely now connect with my kids around sports and the sports influencers they follow. And getting curious about what our teens are watching is a great opportunity to connect with them and spark conversations about how they see the world and what they care about. A third tactic is to make sure your teen is an active user of media instead of a passive consumer. This goes for us parents too, by the way. There are many media outlets and personalities that target vulnerable and impressionable teenagers, instilling excessive anxiety and promoting sensationalized, over-dramatized, and at times, entirely false narratives about what's going on in the world. Teens are hungry for both information and social acceptance. They are most likely passive consumers of media, following channels that have been suggested to them by their friends, peers, and invisible algorithms. But we can engage our teens in discussions about the strengths and limitations of the media they consume. Ask them if they follow reputable news sources. For example, a Twitter thread simplifying the conflict in Ukraine may be useful for getting some basic background, but should not be the sole source of information. Similarly, we parents may share a New York Times op-ed about police brutality in America with our kid, but it's opinion-based, so we may want to include the caveat that it's not wholly reliable for understanding the complex history of the problem. If the media they consume is causing them stress, I think we parents have to encourage them to look into alternative sources and help them learn more about media, news reporting, and storytelling. For example, the New York Times recently published a great article about how they vet news about conflict in Ukraine. 
For a teen who's wrestling with media, understanding how news reporting operates can give them a greater sense of agency and control over the information they receive. Another way to take ownership over our media use is to use apps like Freedom. Freedom allows us to set restrictions for ourselves on how much time we spend on certain apps throughout the day, and can even restrict access to certain apps at specific times. And the newer Apple iOS versions have screen time restrictions. However, and this is a big qualifier, we at Teen Brain Trust don't recommend setting up screen restrictions for your teen. Instead, encourage them to set their own limits and learn the art of moderation. And one more thing about being proactive with media. Media isn't something that can only be passively consumed. One of the best things about social media is its ability to unite groups of people all over the world. Ask your teen about the communities that they are a part of and encourage them to become more active in the communities that are important to them. This could be as simple as following a local BLM chapter or climate change activist or using their Instagram to raise money for a cause they're passionate about. Disaster-related media can engender feelings of despair and hopelessness. I believe encouraging teens to take an active role in using media to shape the world can give them a healthy way to channel their emotions around these issues. Okay, so here's my favorite tactic for combating media-related anxiety. Consume more art. Media isn't just social media and the news. There are many other mediums that can promote healthier discussions around current topics. Stories and third-party examples are much easier to talk about than real life. After the murder of George Floyd, so many music artists released protest anthems. My kids listened to not just current music, but older music from my day, from NWA to Bob Marley. Music especially provides an important perspective that my kids may not experience anywhere else. Art is just less confronting and easier to deal with, so I say, more art, please. And the last tactic for parents is for us to get involved in a cause our teen cares most about. What is so damaging to you today is the pervasive feeling of impeding doom and helplessness. Getting involved in organizations where your teen can make a tangible and noticeable difference will not only boost their self-esteem, but will help hamper these feelings of helplessness. Some ideas I've crowdsourced from parents are volunteer at a local food bank as a family, Phone bank for a candidate or an organization from home. Take advantage of spring cleaning and bring old clothes to a local woman's shelter or homeless shelter. Or help teens get involved in an organization at school that aligns with their values and interests. Look, it's painful to see your child anxious and fearful about things that are out of our control. The reality is that there often isn't much we can do about mass catastrophe and global tragedy. However, there are tangible and effective ways that can help our teens navigate these uncomfortable feelings. I hope that these tips help you empower your teen to find strength and agency through these times and to leverage our 24-7 media apps to help foster empathy, compassion, and advocacy. If you want to know more about Teen Brain Trust's convenient online courses about adolescent development or our private community, just visit teenbraintrust.com. All podcast listeners can use the code PODCAST at checkout to get the first month free. 